welcome to Mapping the Tropes. My name is Marianne, and today we are discussing friends to lovers. But before that, how about we introduce ourselves? I am Adriana. And I am Paola. And this is Mapping the Tropes. Who wants to begin today? So I think we're all familiar with the friends to lovers trope and what it entails because it's a fairly straightforward trope like your friends you become lovers somehow along the way i think that's very straightforward but if you'd like me to read a more uh i guess academic definition we can call it i guess academic uh definition of the trope i can do that it's not from tv tropes because tv tropes once again said this does not compute it had a very different sort of term and i was like mm -hmm. this does not work for me i need the as i said the true academic the reason. scientific frantificus to let to lovertificus uh definition <laughs> do you want do you want to hear it of course throw it throw it okay this is from fan lore uh, friends to lovers is a common romantic trope, which involves two people in an established friendship becoming romantic partners. It is not uncommon for the relationship to be unexpected, that the characters never intended for there to be anything but friendship, but something happens to make them see the possibility of a romantic relationship. That was the definition. I channeled my inner Ryan Bergara. Um, Friends to lovers is a common romantic trope. <laughs> but yeah, that's the 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 straightforward. I feel like you, Paola, you Paola should tell us more about why you love friends to lovers because I believe that you said it was your ultimate favorite trope. So I want to hear about. You. I do. I love these tropes so much. I don't know, like the 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 one that really solidified my love for it wasn't even like from a book I mean technically they are from a book but they're not I haven't read the book <laughs> they're in it's a it's an adaptation and they're uh, Mal and Alina from <laughs> Shadow and Bone oh my God. I would just yeah I would look at them and be like oh my god and I don't know I just think there's something so like sweet about like the the established relationship and there's like a deeper understanding of the other person and I'm using Mal and Alina because it's like a recent thing that I've seen and I think they in the series adaptation they capture that really well like we didn't really need the flashbacks to understand that they were friends and that they have a deep like platonic love for one another, at least in the beginning. And uh, I just, <laughs> I turn into mush every time I think about like friends to lovers because it's just such a wholesome feeling of like getting someone who you'd never thought would look at you that way and you never thought you would look at them that way. And then just, you know, like be like, oh, this person really, really understands me. Like, I would love for these to, like, become something else. 
and oh, it succeeds every time. Like I just I I'm I'm a sucker for the for the soft romance. Yeah, especially when they're like um when there's this sort of scene where you're the characters are like, um this person has been under your nose this whole time and you've never seen them or whatever. I feel like it just hits differently. It just, it feels all the more sweet, you know, when the person has always been there for you. And maybe uh, when, when one of them has the crush and the other is just now like waking up and saying like, oh, why have I never seen them this way before? Yeah. I just love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I really love French to lovers as well. That's one of also one of my all-time favorite tropes. Um, and so supposedly, I don't know where I read this, but it's supposedly in a in a like survey of like favorite tropes. It Ooh. came out as number one uh, for like a lot of readers. Um, but for me, what I really love about it is the inbuilt chemistry that's already mm -hmm. there um, because when you have something like strangers to lovers you have to build that sort of uh, chemistry or that sort of uh, even like banter um, but when friends to love when you see friends to lovers you're like oh yes they already have the banter they already have the like maybe yeah. the softness or the tenderness um, And it's about the, it's, it's the evolution of mm -hmm. a relationship because we, you hear a lot of like what makes a relationship work. And you're like, because they, we were friends first or we're, we're friends first and, and then we have this whole relationship around that. And I think that's the ideal that people look in mm -hmm. partners um, they they want to see someone who will understand them who will make them laugh and knows what like makes them tick as well um, mm -hmm. and you know you build that in a relationship and it sort of develops along the way and that I think that's what I what I really like but especially mm -hmm. when the spark happens the spark that makes the shift from friends to becoming lovers whether it's asking them to pretend to date them or <laughs> um you know i need help with this project uh will you help me um and that sort just of thing like one day yeah. waking up and just like being like oh yeah. when did you get attracted or exactly get, like, yeah grown mm -hmm. up or something especially when they've known each other for for decades or from yeah. childhood or something mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and like again if if you're a listener or if you know me you know that i love the pining i love the oh yeah. seemingly unrequited love Because The angst, yeah. the, the levels the... of <laughs> angst that this trope provides is just so exquisite. Like, There's, again, this yeah. is not the book that I chose, but um, Mal and Alina, <laughs> when they're just like bickering and they're like, but they would have split us up. And he's like, but you would, you would have gone to a palace. And I'm just like, oh my God, make out, make out. <laughs> 
immediately. Or or when they like I I believe I don't know if I'm confusing the book with the series, but I know that there's a part where Alina's like, but you're my home. And and oh, like yeah. yeah. So so I mean she's saying it and we know that she has feelings for Mal, but at the same time she says it because they've been each other's um well each other's home for so long even before like before it was it was platonic before and then somehow along, along the way it transforms into this pure uh unselfish love and it's just uh, so beautiful so beautiful i love yeah. friends to lovers and speaking of friends to lovers of course uh, my book is called if the dress fits by Carla de Guzman. Uh, this book is from a group of authors. They call themselves the romance class authors because they are a community of authors from Philipp um, the Philippines. And they all write um, this type of contemporary chick lit um, romance in English. And all these books, they all have in common that they have like romance as the main plot. They all have a happy ending. They can have sex either, you know, like closed door, open door, but they must be all like really good sex. <laughs> like the characters have to enjoy it. It has to be, yeah. it has to be like very cute, very happily ever after book type of books. Like these are typically what romance books, romance class books are. So that's what we encounter in this book, If the Dress Fits. And what's funny about this is that I actually, for to prepare for the podcast, I started reading a bit to kind of refresh my memory because I read it like in 2017. And I realized that the author actually um, released a revised version, a second edition. And in this mm -hmm. edition, there's the point of view from the hero of the story, which was not in the first one. So I am basically reading it all over again and I'm having the best time of my life. So I'm gonna tell you a bit about it. This book, it, the protagonist's name is Marta Aguas. And well, she's an accountant and she has perfect wardrobe and whatnot, but um, she also loves to plan parties for her family because they have a huge family, you know, like Filipino families. Uh, and so basically she gets tasked to prepare the engagement party for her cousin who is going to marry the guy that she's always had a crush on. And in this, in planning this party, um, she has to bring a sort of date so she doesn't seem, um, you know, sort of, um, pining over the guy so she has her best friend max with her and he says um so why don't i pretend to be your boyfriend so your family stops bothering and that's how everything happens they've been best friends for a while she never saw him as anything else but suddenly between the fake dating and in between him being just such a charming charming guy it just kind of happens you know and uh I, first of all, I love this book because it's very foody. There are a lot of descriptions of food, like a lot of detailed descriptions of Filipino food. 
and I love it. It made me so hungry throughout the entire book. <laughs> it's also very funny because uh, there's like Martha has a huge family and they all have really big personalities. Like they all jump off the page. And it's it, it reminds me a little bit of like when there are like Latino family reunions in my case or in our case, of course. And it's just so fun to see these little types of communities and whatnot. And of course, Max, he's a veterinarian. He's uh, he has shaggy hair. He's really cute and buff and adorable. And he loves reading books. And sometimes he'll be like quoting Mr. Darcy quotes at her. And he reads romance novels, and I'm I'm gushing, I'm gushing. I'm, I love it. I love it. I'm gushing because I'm reading it right now, and I feel like in, immersed in the story still. Um, yeah, and I imagine it's more intense since you have Max's yes, point of view so now. When I was rereading the chapters, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. This isn't her point of view. What's going on here? And I keep reading and I'm like, I, I was in shock because first of all, we find out, I mean, it's, it's not a spoiler. It's on chapter two, guys. Um, we find out that he's always had a crush on her. So seeing him being such a cute, funny, dependable, amazing best friend towards Martha and the fact that he's always had a crush on her, but he, he's always felt like afraid to confess because of he, he, like not ruining the friendship and whatnot. It's so cute, so adorable. And also Max, like Max, um, he used to live in the United States with his family and then he came back to the Philippines and he's alone, but Martha's huge family kind of adopted him. So every time they see him, they're like, hi, come here, son. And here's my future, it's a son-in-law and everything like the parents basically already accepted him as like Martha's future partner or whatever and it's adorable adorable because he's basically already in the family and Martha's the only one who has to like wake up you know <laughs> and fall mm -hmm. for him uh, it's so adorable and also they have the best banter uh they have very flirty banter and Martha kind of shrugs it off because she thinks he can't possibly like me but at, mm. at the same time, she's like, wow, he's so handsome. He's so gorgeous. I wonder what it's like to kiss him. But then she's like, ah, but we're friends, whatever. So mm -hmm. I just love it's the denial. The longest river in the world is denial. Yes. <laughs> when I when I started, when before we started recording the episode, I was like, friends to lovers is just so sweet and so, so soft for me. And this is what this book is for me. And they have, there are sex scenes and I believe they're like open door, like a bit detailed, but not too, too detailed. And it's still so sweet. So, so, so cute and sweet. Like, I feel like this is a great book to, like if you're kind of hesitant about romance books, I feel like these are, these are really good. Like all the romance class books, but especially this one because I chose it right now. Um, they're really great to like, put your foot in the waters to see if you if you like romance books i love it i again when you said that in his point of view uh the readers find out that he's been in love with her or i mean crushing on her for a really long time i'm like oh that's the shit i want that's exactly yeah, I mean, what i want point of view 
in his point of view, he's like, oh, she's so pretty. Uh, um, this is the, the kind of thing I love. I mean, I like about her. He's, he's trying to like censor his feelings towards her because he doesn't want to be too intense considering they're best friends and whatnot. But, but he can't deny, he can't deny that he's in love with her. And she just has to, you know, she just has to accept it yeah. and open up and realize it. But that's where, where the fake dating comes in. And that's how they kind of fall for each I other love. in the process. It's so, so cute. I so cute. It. I really recommend it. I've only, I think, read one or two romance class books. Um, but I recognize that they're all very, like, cute, very romantic. Um and very sweet um and this sounds exactly that type of jam that I would enjoy so I think I'm gonna I, I have to I have to read it because I am always pro friends to lovers especially if they're they're maybe like childhood friends to lovers we've established that um I still I still love that type of uh relationship development um especially like they're both well-established adults in their own rights. And I love that. I love to see two independent people who are still friends and don't, don't push each other away and are able to just be friends, um, even though one of them does have a major crush. I really like that. You know what their dynamic reminds me of? You do you have you guys seen Criminal Minds or or maybe have heard of Morgan and Penelope that their their relationship is super flirty, sometimes very innuendoy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. they, sometimes they verge into that sort of um, dynamic between each other in the book because they have so like they trust each other so much and it's like they've already trans like past that awkwardness stage or whatever and even though it's supposedly platonic there's always like oh but you're so beautiful <laughs> and hey gorgeous and stuff like that it's just it's so cute I love their relationship um their their banter between each other I love that <laughs> I love that type of I love I love banter <laughs> I love banter but what about you Adriana so the book that I chose Uh, it's called Caught Looking by Aliana Herrera. It's a, it's a novella. Um, and so this was first published in an anthology called He's Come Undone. Um, and I read that separately. And I, I am a subscriber to Adriana Herrera's uh, newsletter. And she announced that she was going to publish this separately uh, from the anthology. She was going to like republish it. And I was like, yes, especially because in the newsletter, she added this sort of like almost like a prequel to when the story in the novella actually in the anthology actually starts. And I was like, oh, maybe it's a revised version that has this uh, sort of prequel uh but the, the novella actually doesn't have the prequel and it's like oh okay so it's just the same thing as the anthology mm -hmm. um but basically this is the story of Jariel and Atuey. Jariel is a baseball player for the major leagues um in New York 
and uh, Adwe is a, if I'm not mistaken, a translator. Uh, so he works with like other players who are maybe from a Spanish from Spanish speaking countries. So he's the translator for these uh, uh, sportsmen. That's not the word that I, athletes athletes. Is he? A, do you mean like an interpreter? Yeah, yeah, an oh. interpreter, <laughs> translator. He is Google Translate. <laughs> um, <laughs> So they, but the thing is, Jariela and Atwe have been friends since high school. And there's always been this sort of like unsolved tension between them ever since they were in high school because uh, in their like senior year sort of party, end of the year party, they shared a kiss and then they never talked about it. So, and, but they kept on being best friends uh, and they became professional adults, uh, moved to the same city, New York City. They work for the same team, uh, bas uh, basketball, <laughs> baseball. I know sports. <laughs> <laughs> for the same baseball team. Um, and so one night they, uh, I think, Atue goes over to Jariel's apartment um, and they're both like drinking, sharing like memories and stuff. And Jariel, uh, Atue decides to like be a little spicy and it's like, let's do like a truth or dare type of thing. Um, and they both wrote down like dares or like truths and stuff and put them on, on a table and Atwe was like, I'm going to write the spiciest dares possible um, because I'm tired of our tension and see where this goes. There, there's like this whole thing of like Jariel and Atwe's families, especially Jariel's, because Jariel's like from a very affluent family in the Dominican Republic and the dad uh, saw Jariel and Atwe kiss when they were teens uh, and he basically warned them to like don't ever get together so this like this is homophobia I hate this um, so yeah so uh, so there's this tension that has been building up for a long time um, and so they end up like hooking up that date night that like that night uh-huh and where the novella actually starts because all of this is like the prequel and where the novella actually picks up is the day after they hook up and Dariel is like in denial like nothing happened here I can't believe I ruined this because I've been like lusting over my friend I can't believe I actually like crossed the line and Adwe is like dude chill out I've been wanting to do this for a long time what are you what do you mean <laughs> um and so Adwe starts like it's like pushing Daria's buttons like uh, and they have this trip to the Dominican Republic that they both have to go on. Uh, and they're staying at the same sort of, it's sort of a villa together. Um, 
and so it's like a sort of a game of cat and mouse of like pushing each other's buttons and, and being like we both want each other so like what's up um and yeah eventually like the homophobia goes nowhere and I'm so glad <laughs> um but that's basically the main thing that keeps them from actually being together um uh because he's like oh but it wasn't even on their ends it was more like the family yeah and basically the dad like pulls the other guy aside and it's like I know I said this when you guys were young but I see how you are so good to each other you've stuck by each other forever and it's not my place to you know control your lives and they're like yeah I know <laughs> but they're yeah. wow yeah gross yeah and there's like a really like the one of my favorite scenes is like they go to this sort of party and they try to make each other like jealous by dancing with other people um but it's like dancing merengue dancing merengue and like bachata and stuff and I'm like oh my god this is the Latino sexual tension that I need <laughs> yeah so it's 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 a childhood friends to lovers uh so my jam as established <laughs> i love all of that especially the the baseball aspect mm. mm -hmm. baseball is such okay i'm gonna be <laughs> candid baseball like in real life i hate like i think it's a really boring like the most boring Board. Sorry that, to baseball fans. Yeah, that and golf. Like, oh my god! I'm sorry, y'all. I find it really. <laughs> <interesting. laughs> You're giving us the hottest takes. The I hottest have, takes. Yeah, I have the worst <laughs> takes today. Marian is like hot take. <laughs> baseball is fine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry, but wait, let's talk about High School Musical too. And the most iconic scene ever, which is I Don't Dance. And if you guys do not like baseball based on that, I'm sorry. I can do this and you can do that, but I don't <laughs> dance. Exactly. Iconic. I agree. Yeah. No, but like the thing is about baseball that I find it boring in real life, but I will watch any baseball movie any day. I feel like those <laughs> yeah. are so interesting. It's so yeah. good. One of my favorite movies of all time is A League of Their Own, and that's like women's baseball. So, yeah, like it's just so it's it's interesting how they can make a boring sport fun in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm into it. I'm into into your book. I and plus it's by Adriana Herrera. She always delivers. Mm -hmm. so. There's not a lot of like actual baseball in the in the story, <laughs> which is sad because, you know, I I did say that baseball is boring, but like, as Paola said, the baseball players are hot. Yeah, uh, they have really nice butts. They do. So yeah, I'm not gonna expose myself any any longer. I don't want to. 
I, I will try. I will try my best. Um, but Paola, you need to uh, talk about your book. So I stop. <laughs> Gladly. Um, <laughs> uh, the book I chose is called There Are Things I Can't Tell You. And it's by Erako Mofumofu. Uh, it's a manga. And it's... First manga. First manga Ooh. of the... Yeah. And it's so angsty and so sweet I love um so it's about Kasumi and Kyosuke and they're both uh they've both been friends since since they were children since elementary school um when Kyosuke kind of like shoes the bullies away from from Kasumi because Kasumi is very you know reserved and he he's just not very social and that causes you know well people are dicks to people like Kasumi so they bully him and Kyosuke comes to like um save the day and Kyosuke is like the complete opposite of Kasumi Kyosuke is super um extroverted and he's very popular and he you know he's not the kind of like traditionally popular guy like if we if we think american media he's not like the jock he's like the kind of guy that fits in every crowd and he's just like super friendly and they uh so this book is back and forth so we start when they're adults and then they we go back uh in flashbacks to when they were children and slowly um slowly into like their teen years, when, which is when they start developing feelings for each other. Um, and, you know, something happens that um, kind of um, puts a roadblock into their relationship, um, e evolving at, in, you know, in romantic terms. Um, so I would say also like placing a content warning for uh, homophobia in, in this book because there's also um, like a brief mention of, of it. There's no like nothing graphic about the homophobia, just like a comment. Um, um, but still, you know, not nice. Um, and yeah, I wanted to say that uh, the author in the back of the, oh, I forget this is a podcast. <laughs> And I'm like showing people, um, <laughs> uh, but in the end, he uh, wrote the like initial concepts and behind the scenes corner. And for Kyosuke, uh, he wrote, uh, he came into being when I thought that I wanted to draw a deeply flawed top. The reason he flaunts so much <laughs> self-confidence, right? <laughs> Wait, a what? <laughs> Deeply flawed top <laughs> and the perfect bottom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? And uh, the reason he flaunts so much self confidence is actually that he doesn't really have any. Um, and that's, I mean, there's another couple of sentences, but I feel like this should be enough to get people. Mm -hmm. um, interested in in Kyosuke's character 
And then for Kasumi, he wrote, I wanted to write a character with glasses who's the opposite of the usual, quote unquote, put together type to the degree that the glasses don't even look appropriate on him. And I don't know, I feel like those two definitions for mm -hmm. each of them are weirdly specific, but they work. Yeah. Like a deeply flawed top, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just, again, so angsty because, I, you know, they, they, there's that time in, in their teenage years where they, you know, they could be on their way to developing a romantic relationship, uh, but something happens and that causes both of them to think that the other one is not really into them. And it's just like pining and angsty. And there's also like the, like a, a plot for each one, like separately in mm -hmm. terms of like their personal lives and their um, professional lives, which I find super fresh and exciting especially because it's a it's a manga and I feel like that's hard to pull off in like a few pages and a few words so if you haven't read it do it it's like 13 books on Amazon so I love that uh it's it is I'm not familiar with actual manga uh mm -hmm. the last I think the last one that I read was maybe like when I was in middle school or something and it was like a Legend of Zelda manga um, <laughs> that my brother reads um, or read. Um, so, because I know that there are, there is manga that has like sexually explicit content, um, uh -huh. but is that the case here or is it more like the relationship? Uh, there's a lot of the relationship in it, but there are two sexually explicit sex scenes like nice yeah nice oh that's cool nice yeah that's interesting i love uh, you love to see it because when you said th that one of them is a flawed top i was like you gotta give me some of that that flawed top. <laughs> i want to I see the flawed top <laughs> yeah and i love the way i mean i don't know if this is a spoiler or not but the way that it happens like the the sex scenes are very like the movies and I'm, i've never been in this type of situation which is why i think it's a little unrealistic but i love it you know when there's like a stressful high intensity situation and then the characters are like mm, let's yeah. make out and see what happens it's it's mm. like that incredible Ooh. Yeah, I really, really enjoy this book. I I don't read manga, so I don't know, but I I would I would love to see it. I would I would <laughs> like to see it. Show me show me the flop tops and the perfect bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want, when's your birthday? August seventh. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you on, for your no. birthday. No, Bella. No, <laughs> don't do it. Zo zo it. <laughs> don't do this to me. When's yours, Marianne? September two. September two. Okay. Oh my God, your birthday is the day after Young Young. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's also ten days before RM's, oh which God. means that You're we are soulmates. soulmates. <laughs> I am so. 
I am soulmates of Jungkook and RM. I don't know how, it but it works. Thank you. You have two hands. You have two hands. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> A deeply flawed sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> Moving on, as I was saying. <laughs> oh god! How do we circle back? <laughs> I don't even. Honestly, I just blanked. I don't really know what's going on. I, I've, I've, I've won. I've won in making Marianne speechless. Um, yes, I, I won. Uh, so <laughs> this episode will be called. Flawed, flawed tops and perfect bottoms. I love Sorry that about that already. Off the off the say that this is a good place to end the episode. Please, <laughs> I will mercy kill Marianne, Marianne by asking her, um, mm-hmm. Marianne, is this something you're interested in <laughs> personally? I would say yes, but also. Uh, the friends I have, I don't know. You see, maybe I'm, I'm, maybe um, I'm. You're like, the clueless. Um, you're already, the clueless friend. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm the one who needs to wake up one day. But, 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 with the friends I have, I don't know if I could see myself being, like, turning into a lover with them because I don't know. Sometimes you just have like a person who's like in your brain only platonic. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if that makes sense. But, but I would like that would be perfect that would be great because you know being with a person who knows everything about you and still wants to be with you and and then turning into lovers that would be very cute mm-hmm. and very sweet and I love it so I, I I'm saying yes but also <laughs> no <laughs> it's complex if, if my friends hear this like I'm not rejecting you but I'm also <laughs> not not you know what I mean not coming on you, to you, you know. yeah exactly yeah so yes, but what about you, Paula? Um, childhood friend? No, because no, because <laughs> again, they're both like very strictly platonic relationships. Um, but new friends, sure, why not? I have like currently uh, a small crush, not nearly half as bad as my past crush, mm. um, on someone who I would consider my friend. But I don't know if they would be interested. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm terrified. Interesting. We need the juicy deets later. <laughs> I'll tell Paola. you after 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 Marianne stops recording because you do not want this caught on, on tape. You don't want this on the record. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we we won't expose you, don't yeah. But and I don't know if they would be interest interested again. But I mean, yeah, I could. I think we could make a really cute couple. Oh my god! If I'm being honest. Oh my god! <laughs> Pick up the hands. Oh my Pick up god! The hands. Uh, I love. <laughs> what about you, Adri? Uh, okay. How do I? After I said I would not expose myself. <laughs> how do I? <laughs> Not just not give like a monosyllabic answer. <gasps> Short answer, yes. And I have been the pining one in the in a friendship. 
uh, that ended up going nowhere after afterwards. So hello, it's 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 a sad like Fran- France to lovers is sad. It's sad when it's literally unrequited. <laughs> um, it is one side. Been there, yeah. Um, short answer, yes, because I've been there, but also like in my current state, uh, I don't think I date any of my friends. <laughs> Reject. Sorry, sorry to my friends. Um, <laughs> like unless it's like my my my, uh, nah, uh, nah, I'm not gonna keep digging <laughs> digging any holes for myself. I'm not. This is enough. Of uh, <laughs> that being said, yeah, Marianne plug yourself yes 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 of course so um you can find me on twitter at bookish boricua b-o-r-i-c-u-a bookish boricua you can find me on instagram at reads by starlight uh you can you know i've been recording podcast episodes for a few months now and i have never plugged my blog i don't know Mm -hmm. why but I am doing it now. There's always the first time. I have a book blog and it's, you can find it at boricuabookworm.wordpress.com. There it is. There it is. Yes. Just follow me on my social media. You'll see me around. You'll see what I'm up to. And if you want to say hi also, that's great. Um, What about you, Adriana? Adriana. As mentioned earlier, I am Adriana Maria Martinez Figueroa. Uh, and uh, you can find me at Bariqua Reads. That's how Marianne spelled it, uh, Bariqua. Uh, you can find it on Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, uh, Tumblr, and somewhere on YouTube. I am the cryptid of YouTube. Um, and yeah, you can find more info about me at bariquareads.com. You can find all, all my info there, uh, how to hire me, hire me, pay me uh pay me uh and yeah i'm all over the place and i love you all (laughs) (laughs) i love (laughs) adri was like go look for me you'll find me Adriana is a little spice at the end. And I love, I, I love chaos and I love money, but also I love you all. <laughs> <laughs> so me, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Gerarar. That's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-A-W-R. Uh, I'm on WordPress at lovepaola with two A's at the end, dot wordpress.com. On YouTube, I'm Paola M. Guerrero. Um, where else? Oh, I have a book club called Accidentally in Love, where we read books by authors of color, romance books by authors of color. And they're usually, well, no. <laughs> so far, they've all been adult romance. Um, what else? Uh, by the time this episode is up, Uh, The Virtual Indie Book Fest will have already been done. But, like, uh, it's worth pointing out that I am very good (laughs) at planning (laughs) online events. So, you know, if you 
want to hire me, you should. Um, and I am also in the process of, um, of planning a Latin book fest, which is a month-long celebration, virtual celebration of um, Latinx people in literature, both mm -hmm. people who make the literature and people who consume the literature. So keep an eye out for that because this podcast is going to be a part of that. I do sensitivity reads and I do author interviews and I think I'm quite good at it too. So there you go. Thank you for listening to the, to the podcast. Please, if you've enjoyed our show, share it. Uh, rate the podcast, subscribe, and leave us a review if to see, you know, we, we feed off your feedback. Um, and we'd love to see what you think of our show. And you can follow us on Twitter at Mapping Tropes and Instagram at Mapping the Tropes. You can also hit us up on your uh, via email if you have trope ideas or things you believe we should cover, or if you just like to talk to us uh and that's mapping the tropes at gmail.com next episode will be out in two weeks where we'll be delving into celebrities and yeah marianne take us home yes yeah, so thank you for listening and this was mapping the tropes baby see you next time mm -hmm.